Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Just before we get onto the podcast quickly, guys, just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms, reception desks, and they're in other places like schools, childcare centers, businesses, hospitals, community centers, and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you definitely want to have a look at this, I recommend it. Link will be in the bio, but let's not waste any more time, guys. Let's get into the episode. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we have a special guest in the building, Liam Moss. We're going to do a little one-on-one with him, talk about his life journey and everything in between, guys. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to another show. Moss, what's doing? Having it, man. Not much. How you been? Yeah, pretty good. Doing what I can in this lockdown, you know. Yeah, how's lockdown going? Yeah, tough. Tough? Yeah, it's very, um, very monotonous. Monotonous, that's yeah. the word of the day already. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Yeah, no, it's the same old thing. Like, it's it's nice to have a bit of a break, or it was at the start, and then, you know, start, things start to... Feels like normal life now, doesn't it? It just feels like yeah, we're into the same, yeah. same type of stuff. Yeah, you wake up, do the same sort of thing. It's... um. Yeah, <laughs> it drags on. Yeah, Mate, lucky you got a pooch butt when you when lockdown first came in. Yeah, yeah, no, we were lucky. We, um, me and my partner, we um, thought we would add an addition to the to the house. So. Yeah, a little poppy. No, a little poppy, a little golden retriever. She's um, she's been a treat. Yeah, since yeah, no pest. No, no, not, she's good. She's not very, like Zippy. No, no, <laughs> no, she's very well trained. She um, yeah, she's very good. That's good. Yeah, no, no. So what we're going to talk about? We'll start off humble beginnings. Where'd you grow up? How old are you? What's doing? Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know, where do I start? I um, grew up in Bly Park, you yeah, know. BP? Yeah, you know, you walk around the streets, no shoes, no shirt, just running ragged. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I moved around a little bit through um, my early years, went from Bly Park to a few different houses around South Windsor, yeah. um, you know, playing footy and whatnot, and then we move into uh, to Schofields and, um, you know, eventually picking up basketball and, you know... Whole lot of things in between, but yeah, yeah, I've um, moved around quite a bit throughout my life, and yeah, we'll go, we'll go back from the start just a little bit because you did basically the summary. Growing up, how was your childhood? How many? Because I know you, you, you're one of many, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of a few. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm one of one of seven. Um, so it was just uh, me, my two older brothers, my younger brother Ethan, um, at first in Bly Park, and then um, soon after. Uh, my parents split, um, and then we ended up moving to me, my mum, and my two older brothers and my younger brother. We we moved to uh, where was it? Grange, Grange? No, no, no. It was Milam Street in in South Windsor, just up from the netball courts. Yeah, yep. Um, and then that's when I was just uh, coming into high school. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was All just right. done high school at that uh, at that age, so. Uh, went to went to Hill Sports uh, for footy, um, yep. as well as my older brother, um, and then yeah, that's just where uh, a bit of my personality came out. Really, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, so, because you say you heard it went to Hill Sports. Living in South Windsor is not very close. No, nah, like if, if, if nah. people don't know, it's probably about what a 30, 40 minute drive. Yeah, or Somewhere around that. Yeah, something, pretty, something close closer to, to forty. Yeah, you know. So, like, what made you want to go there? Because I know your older brothers went there, obviously. But what made you want to go there? Um. Well. 
I don't know, to be honest. I, I was, I love playing footy. My older brother was going there and he always comes back with stories of... Which Craig, one, Chris or Kieran? Kieran, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he comes back with stories of stuff that happens at school <laughs> and when you're a little kid and you look up to your older brother, it's like, oh, shit, yeah, I want to I do that, you know. Kind of want to live in his footsteps a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where that sort of came from and then I already knew a couple people going there but yep. um, it was mainly because, you know, my older brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Footy, you, you start off at footy because yeah. I know because we're going to talk about more about your basketball, obviously, and how we met. But footy, that was your first, your first real sport that you really loved. Yeah. So well, early, early, early on, my first ever sport was soccer. Um, okay. I yeah. feel like that sort of it's helped like, me. That's like everyone, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My dad was my dad's from England, so he um, he put me in a soccer. United and, fan, right? Yeah, yeah United obviously. Fan. <laughs> obviously, it has to be the yeah. best team. He's ever. from Manchester, so oh really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that sort of helped me with, uh, when my brothers actually convinced me to play footy, um, helped me with like footwork and things like that. Um, yep. And then, yeah, so uh, footy, I started in under 10s, I think it was. Yep, okay. Under 10s, played for the Winds of Wolves, you know. Um, yeah, nothing too exciting. Played fullback, half, wing, played all over the place. Yeah. What was um, your favourite position? Um, it depended on the team, to be honest. Yeah, okay. So you had for a bunch. Club, if you club. had a bunch of busteds, <laughs> who would you want to play? Because you probably. If I had a bunch of busteds, I'd probably prefer to play in the halves. Yeah, okay. So you could control everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you're, but you're the captain of leading the bullshit around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah <exactly>. nah. <laughs> nah, but what would be your, your actual preference? Nah. Um. So for club, would probably be fullback. Yep. Um. For school, I um. Probably preferred playing on the wing more. Okay. What was a better level, you reckon? Because going to Hill Sports, it's a pretty it's a sports school. Hill, so. Yeah, school is definitely the better level. Okay. Um, right. that, that's interesting because usually you could have, you know, it depends on, because like what I, I went to a school that had no real sport. The school sport was kiddies compared to normal sport. You know what I mean? So it's different. Like some of those school sports, you have all people from different types of, different areas, sorry, playing at one place. Because it's all scholarship, right, isn't it? Well, you had to get nah, selected. So to go. you have to. You either get selected. Uh, originally, you either had to get selected. Yep. And then they started doing trials, and I trialed for the school, and then yeah, eventually made it. So okay. Yeah. So, but no, school is um definitely the better the better ground for for the competition. Um, for Windsor, I was like I was playing Division Two just because they didn't you know they didn't have a Division One team, yep. and it was annoying because it's similar to my early stages at basketball. Yep. I always felt like I was good enough to play in the, um, Division One. Well, it's good that you felt it. Yeah, no. Nah. Obviously, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Nah. So, um, and I sort of proved that, like going into school, school footy. Um, yeah. Well, know. it's hard. It's hard. Like when when you live in certain areas and you want to, you, like, obviously you want to go play for a club that's in Div One, but you don't really have a say in that. Like, it's your parents. Yeah, your parents exactly. Actually go there. You know, so like it's like it's like everything. When you're that age, you have to do basically what you're told. Yeah, like really. Yeah, and especially living, you know, four boys living with a single mum. You know, yeah. that's not earning the best income as and well. Yeah, so and you're not you're not the priority. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like she has to look after all four, not just one. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. if you were the priority, she'd let you play anywhere you wanted. Yeah, and being the middle child is... Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, you sort of just... You were sort of the pest of the litter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Windsor um, was pretty much 100, 200 metres down the road from club. from where I lived. Yeah, Big so club. it was good, a good club. Was, yeah. um, Got some juniors there. Moises played there. Matt Moylan. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Coot played yeah. there. Yeah, a few. Regan Campbell Gillard played there. Some good first graders played there. Yeah, no, exactly. So, um, but uh, yeah, school was definitely where it was at. Um, at first, I definitely played the first um, few games for school, and then I sort yeah. of shifted in and out, and then and, and 
um, going from like your 13, 14, 15, you know, 16, it was where I was sort of um, sort of definitely consistently being in the team. So I was pretty happy with that. And then versus other teams like, you know, Westfields and and Patrician Brothers, Blacktown. What's, what's, what's the bigger, is the biggest rivalry you had Patrician Brothers? Um, we never, it would probably be Westfields okay. just because we didn't really verse Paddy's until it got to like, um, like a further stage in the, like, you know what I mean? So... Um, it would probably definitely be more Westfields, yeah, because um, we verse them much more often. So, but whenever we verse verse Paddies, there's always like a para verse Penrith Top sort of, yeah. yeah. What were you guys, para Penrith? Ah, uh, we had a bit of a mix, but yeah. it was probably us was probably more para. Okay, um, so obviously you would have lost. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, but we yeah it was a bit of a mix. So both teams yeah. were a bit of a mix. Um, yeah. Uh, I ended up playing like development sort of stuff and uh, how it matched with like, you know, some of the, the Paddy's boys and yep. Westfield's boys and things like that. Um, but yeah, so everyone sort of knew each other, everyone, yep. you know, in and, in and out of school. So It's kind of like that nowadays with sport. You just know everyone, yeah, you know, especially exactly. social media. It's massive. Yeah, and if you don't know someone personally, you know of someone. Yeah, you know. exactly, because you get to see them now. And talking back on footy, did you ever try to progress higher up? Because I knew, I know you played a little bit of rep type footy, but you, what did you actually play in rep footy? Yeah, so um, I played development pretty much every year since I played. Okay, so um, what's development for people that don't know? Development is just like, you know, your reps. Okay. You know, they don't have to call it a name for it or anything. Yeah. Because um, we'll talk more about basketball. It's very different reps to basketball to footy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it's just you get selected. You don't really try out anything. You just get selected and you go, you train, you play a couple of games and yeah. that's really it. Um, and so I, play, I played that um, and then up until Harold Matts and then... I ended up, I don't know, I was a bit conflicted. I was sort of going into my own sort of shell. Um, And then I sort of, because my brother was playing, you know, 20s and I think, I'm not sure if he was playing New South Wales Cup at that time, but he was playing 20s. um, Because he was was quite a good player. Yeah, yeah, he was a good fullback. He, um, uh, you know, he won a few awards and been on a championship team. So um, I was sort of growing into my own shell and sort of hate, being told or thinking, you know, I was only making teams because or because brother. my brother or yeah. I didn't I didn't really like the idea of following in his footsteps yep. or in his shadow. At the time, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be hard because especially like, it'd be like that with, you know, any sport, like your younger brother now, he, I don't know if he feels it, but he'd definitely have a, it's it's definitely that type of vibe now we got with basketball mm. because you're, you're a pretty decent player. He's coming into his own. You know, he, he had to choose at a young age what he wanted to play and I think, you know, because he... Because you were around Hills more often and you got to see him more, that's probably why he did it. But it's kind of like that type of vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, similar, similar. I try not to put pressure on him, obviously, but there's always going to be that self, you know, self thought or yeah. self doubt. You know what I mean? So and that's just natural. That comes with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, so yeah, so from there, I was just sort of um, played a couple of games from then, um, and then I was sort of. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I love footy. I love footy. It was good, you know, like. I don't know, sort of a bit of an outlet, you know, yep. going home, doing the same sort of thing, yep. you know, helping mum out, you know, busting your ass sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it was good. And then, you know, in the off-season, you know, all footy players, they do something. Yeah. I was playing Oztag okay. every year sort of thing. So basically footy was kind of like your, your main outlet for sport. Yeah. Your main sport. Yeah, exactly. And then, because, you know, they don't play it in the summer, so everyone played like touch or Oztag or something. Yeah. Um, You'd be probably a better touch or Oztag player, wouldn't you? No, no, no. Really? Yeah, no, I was actually... You would assume that, because if you played halfback, fullback, top vibes, you'd obviously be a faster player. 
yeah. be able to move, but not really. Yeah, I don't know. I just sort of never quite, you know, got a grasp. But yeah, I was, sort of, I was doing it more for fun. So I yeah, didn't, well, wasn't really. you're not, probably because you're not putting as much effort into it. Yeah, you, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, be, exactly. Be ready to go into it as yeah. much. Like, and that, that probably makes more sense the more the more I talk about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, when was it? When was it? You know, prevalent to you that you were like, oh, I like footy, but it's just not. It's not it. And, um, I know, and and Kier, and Kier's probably had a little bit to do with it, just because you just wanted to be your own person, which is fair. But what made you really like, you know, what I like footy, but maybe there's something might be different for me. Yeah. So, like I said, I was playing like um, development Harold Mats, and like I said, I had that sort of self thought. You know, I didn't want to be in my brother's shadow, sort of thing, and um, and also because I was talking about like giving up footy. Um, and what age were you at this time? A half, 15, 15 and a half. She was 15. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, 15 and a half, 16. Yep. Um, and then I, I was, you know, talking to my brother and my mum and I was saying, I was thinking about giving it up. They're like, no, like putting a lot of pressure. So, you know, like you, you're making the team every year. You're doing good. Like, mm. why would you want to? I was and like, it, it, And it would be hard, you know, from a, from a, from a different perspective, thinking you're making all these teams, you, you're doing the right thing and you're getting there and you've seen there's a pathway with your brother that you could follow and he could give you cheats. But at the end of the day, if you don't like doing it, you don't like doing it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was hard to explain because, you know, you don't want to say that to your brother. I don't, I don't want to be in your shadow. You do. Yeah. You just shut the fuck up. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Like, um, but no, nah, so um, that summer, I, um, I did, we didn't have an Oztag team. So one of my mates that I played footy with, he um, he said, oh, I'm, I normally play basketball in the summer. Yeah. Um, why don't you come try it out? You know, I'm like... Like, fuck it, I was just starting to get into the NBA. Yep. So I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? Like, I don't see why and, not. And before you said you live, what, two, three hundred metres from the park, from the field? From so, the I li- yeah, I live like 200 metres from uh, the footy field, but I was even closer to the basketball court. Yeah, from I was, the hangar, you're, you're, yeah, like 100 metres. Throw yeah. a rock from there. Yeah, literally. Um, so I tried it out for the summer, and then I was playing in high top converses. <laughs> <laughs> but I was naturally, like, pretty good at it. Um, yeah. I had like a yeah, we get it, mate. We get yeah. it. We get it. We, you, you <laughs> no, get no. Well, I just no, picked joking. it up pretty quickly. I just didn't really feel out of place. Um, and then like, I think that season we either won the local comp, yep. or something like that. So you're just basically playing social local comp, basically. Yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. Um, kind of like we do, also just stay fit a bit. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, playing something, doing something, keeping busy. Mm. Um, and then, like, I really enjoyed it more than much more than I thought I would. And because I was, you know, I was at school for for footy, we were still training every week, and we yep. were still playing games. I might, I might, you know, I was seriously thinking about giving up footy. So I did. Um, and then the following the winter, I um, I tried out for reps for for basketball at Hawkesbury. Yep. Um, hang on. Yeah, and then I may I play. I was in the under eighteens, did four teams. Did four, Jesus. And then I ended up. Um, Playing a little bit of the uh, youth league uh, halfway through the season. That, that's where um, we that's, first. That's met. where we met. Because yeah. I was playing youth league at that time, and I remember you came. I remember you came in, and the, you were wearing this Hill Sports shirt, and we used to have a player on the team called Ruti, and he you, you you didn't know as many people, and you obviously gravitated towards him. And I said to I said to Mark, our coach, best coach ever. By far, the best coach ever. He, as you said, the definition of a player's coach. Yeah, I said, oh, who's this guy? Is he playing with us? He said, yeah, yeah, he's one of the under-18s kids. And I used to have a friend in, in that team, Jason, Tis, Tis yeah, Singer. Yeah. And he used to tell me, he said, bro, we got this guy that he's just fucking, he's unstoppable. And I was like, really? And you came to train and you, and you held your own from, from the get-go. And you look at it, 
you were under 18s and we're playing under 22s. So it's a, like four or five year gap. So you held your own. That's where we first became mates. Well, I wouldn't even say we were mates, to be quite honest. Yeah, like, we're, no. Like, I was, we're, yeah. we're teammates, but we weren't like close mates at, at all. Because I was, I was still in school, you were, you were in school too. But we, we were mates, but we had like we had mutual friends in the team, like obviously. Yeah. But I, I, I was new to the club. You were kind of new to the club too. So I didn't I didn't know anyone. I came from from a whim. So when knowing that, you know, how was that? How was that? You know, transition from going to footy, where you know, footy boys, you know, they 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 love they love to have fun, and you know, basketball. I think they like to have fun too, but they're they're a little bit less of a tone. How was that going from you know? <laughs> high energy, high, high like it's high energy. Like the footy yeah. boys, like yeah. they're great people, but they love it. They love to get yeah, around. Yeah, it. You, yeah, know, you know, you know what I mean. I know, and, and, yeah. and they would know what I mean too. And that's not being you know disrespectful or anything. But you know, they like to have fun. And then basketball people, they, they like that. But like, it's not as much of a community outlet. Yeah, yeah. It's you know what I mean. It's down. more. It's more like because it's called called reps. You can't take a little bit more. Si- when I when I say serious, you can't take it more serious. But I'm sure footy boys should take it serious. Yeah, obviously you would. Yeah. But it's like it's just a different. It's a different type of vibe, right? Yeah. So how was that going from like footy to playing basketball? Yeah, so I don't know. I think um, you know through like school and like playing footy, like I sort of like I was saying, I was developing my sort of own personality, and yeah. you know I was the school smart ass, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. It's um, funny because you're a naturally quiet guy. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, but yeah, like I think that sort of the whole footy culture environment helped me sort of transition into like a new sport, new team, yeah, and get along with guys straight away, sort of thing. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it is definitely not as I feel like footy. There's like a natural culture, like yeah. already in the system. It's pre-built. Um, it's like yeah. it's, it, it, it's already there. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not. I played footy when I was a kid, but there was obviously a, a community feel. Like after the game, you have a barbecue, or you go to a teammate's house. Like basketball's similar, but it's not the same. It's it's just not the same. Yeah, you know no. what I mean. Yeah, no. Um, footy's definitely can get pretty wild with <laughs> the boys. You know, there's that many like boys on the team, and you know, yeah, we have at least seventeen players. Yeah, at yeah, least exactly. basketball, we have ten, twelve max probably. Yeah, exactly. so it's much different. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know. Footy's a little bit more intimate, as like you're always, you know, you're tackling, you're yeah. always training, you're always close to each other, you're always, you know, you're always in each other's business. So yeah. Um, and you would have had a lot of mates that would have went to school, probably playing yeah, that exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. I feel like there's always um, a bit more of a tight-knit group between mm. footy players. Um, yeah, absolutely. Not so, yeah, yeah. So, But no, basketball was um, was also like an awesome outlet as well. Like I, I felt like I fit in straight away and um, and yeah, that's what, it, that's what I stuck with in the end. So, How'd yeah. you go on in your 18s? What happened that season? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was just starting to like um, figure out basketball. You know, I was yeah. just because um, the crazy thing was it's your first season and you're basically the man on that team from the get go, right? Yeah, because I, I I'm not going to say I watched a lot of your games because you played on Sundays and then us you flip we played on Saturdays. Yeah, but I remember talking to Jason. You got you, you were basically from the get go your first season, but you're basically the key player. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, I, it was it was good. It was it was up and down. Like we were losing, but it sort of gave me the confidence to sort of you know lead a team and you know um, sort of sort of because uh, we were losing a lot. We were um, it sort of helped build that competitiveness. Yeah, absolutely. That I have today. So um, you know, it was good because. You know, being the man and then joining the youth league team halfway through, it was sort of you kind of went from the top, down a peg, the top yeah. dog to the bottom dog straight yeah. away. Like obviously, and like that that would have been that probably would have been at the end of the day the best thing for you. Yeah, you know, coming back from that because if you're if you're the man in every situation, 
if you don't know how to, and then you go to a higher level basketball, you're playing, you don't know anything else. Yeah. And it's going to be harder for you to go into that position. So going from youth league, once the 18 season stopped, you, you basically became a full-time player. Mm-hmm. What was what was the biggest difference from 18s to youth league? Um, probably just the, the pace, the structure. Yep. Um, you know, 18s was just a bit all over the place, you know, like it was just, especially a tip four, I was yeah. like, far out. Looking back on it, but um, yeah, like I, I never didn't know what a zone was. I didn't, you know, I was just sort of trying to put the ball in the basket. But yeah. as you get to youth league, you start to figure out, you know, and get taught, you know, the, the structure and well, at least Hawkesbury anyway. I think it starts earlier at other clubs, but yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, camp. no, it was um, it was good. It was good at teaching me more structure and um, you know, just a different you know fundamentals to the game that sort of um, improves your game. To another level, especially because I was much younger. Yeah. You sort of accelerated 16, that. 16 years old, 17 years old? Yeah, so my first year I was 15 and a half 15. Okay. when I started. And then, yeah, 16 years old. So, And, and that, and that um, I want to go back to the structure. With footy, you know, there, there would be a – because you're playing at a rep level, there would be a lot of structure – there would be a certain amount of structure there, obviously. Yeah, of course. That would, did that help you in going from basketball where you had to realise basketball structure too? Because the best clubs in basketball have a decent structure or a good system at least. Going from footy where you knew a structure, was it easy to pick up even though basketball's a different sport? Yeah, so at first it was like, because I was playing local comp and then 18s was super free-flowing, yep. and, you know, but that didn't really help me at all. And then yep. when playing youth league, it added more structure and it, like I've sort of picked it up pretty quickly. Mm. Um, I was used to like remembering plays. I was pretty good at that. And yeah, I feel like it did, did sort of help... Um, I don't know. Like, I, it felt weird because in footy, I was never like the the leader of any yep. any team, or not any team, but most teams that I played for. But um, it's a, definitely um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it just sort of built me to be like the player I was, and then find my voice, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have to because position you would have been, you were basically a guard because you were a little bit small. You'd had to play point guard, especially in youth league, mm. right? So if, if you don't know what point guard is, point guard's basically the leader. It's basically the halfback equivalent, right? Yeah. So you got to basically do everything. You know, you got to you got to call a play. You basically have to tell them where to go. This and that. You're basically the the orchestrator. Yeah. Right. So how was that going? Telling 19, 20 year olds that are in uni have full time jobs, telling them what to do at fifteen. What was that like? Because some of our players look. They're good blokes, but they'll tell you how it is straight to your face. Yeah. Like Corey, Jack, Gillies, they'll tell it. They'll tell you to get fucked straight away. Hammer, yeah. Hammer. <laughs> they'll tell you to get fucked straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. No, what was, was that like? It was the first year. I didn't, wasn't really uh, like that because you know I was just sort of. I, I was, think BMAC. I think I think having BMAC there that was the biggest positive for you. Yeah, because because as we said, BMAC was players' coach. He 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 just knew how to get along with players and get into a player's head. Like he just knew how. How, what every player needed at that time. Yeah, exactly. And because I was younger, and you know, he sort of was the voice for me, sort yeah. of thing. Because he, he used to say, "Look, Mossy's fucking young, he boys." But he used to say it to everyone. Yeah. And then it, we, we, he said to the, all the boys, he said, "Look, if you don't want him to come, we won't come." But we all wanted you to come because we just knew that you were basically the next. I wouldn't say the big thing and hit the Hawks, but you were basically the next big junior that we had that could make something. So having having you come in there, I think that was the best thing for you. But yeah, going back, how was it like telling those younger, the older boys what to do and stuff? Yeah, no, it was. I, th- I thought it was going to be uncomfortable, yeah. um, but I feel like I had enough respect from yeah. from training and that. So they sort of respected where I was coming from and like that I could play a little bit. So I don't think they minded too much at all, especially if I was, you know, telling them the right thing to do yeah, most yeah. of the time. So the, absolutely, and telling them you know what and, and things you actually read the game. 
Because you're, you're more of a scorer, right? People wouldn't think you can read the game as well, but you actually read the game better than what people assume. You know, so going from, you know, sometimes if they're in a zone, but if they're in a 2-3 or a 3-2, you can tell what better play is for a 3-2 compared to a 2-3. Yep. And I think they realised that straight away. And back when I was, I wouldn't have been able to do that my first year, right? But you were able to just pick it up. So I think when those boys saw that, the respect, it just came naturally, right? And then when BMAC was there, he wouldn't have picked you up for no fucking reason, right? Obviously, Mac doesn't just pick up scrubs. Yeah, you know? so he and just he said that on multiple occasions. He said that on multiple. <laughs> he probably told him about just every session we had. So he wouldn't have done that, but by far. But you know, we go into that season, and you know, we we make the top six. You know, I think it's the first time Hawkesbury's history we ever made top six in Youth League, right? Yeah, it'd have to have been. Yeah, no, it was the furthest any team, any senior team or Youth yeah. League team was gone. Because I know State League, State League, they have. Leon, Leon coaching. They made yeah. the they made the six two. So it was basically like the first time ever yeah, we had a, right. a youth and state league team at the first time. And if you don't know anything about it's not a big club at all. It's no. not a very big club. It's not a pretty small slightly. club. You know, basically a family run club. So I think for them having us, you know, at that level was kind of different. And so we move on to our second year. What was that like? Because new coach, but you the way I looked at it, you basically got the keys to the car from the get go. Yeah. You know, you were named captain at what quad bottom age. Yeah, you know what was that like leading leading the boys from one season? What was that like? Yeah, so coming off the bench the first year and being able to have like a bit of an impact straight yeah. away, I sort of you're kind of like an instant offense, kind of like a Lou Ball, J.R. Smith. You can just go get get a bucket straight away. Yeah, yeah. So it sort of gave me like a boost of confidence, mm. and then in the off season, like I was just getting better and better because yeah. I was just in the basketball stadium. Yeah, because at that time, this is this is your main sport now. This is your passion. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So like in like. Days off or holidays, I was probably at the stadium for like eight hours yeah. a day. So I was like really like in like confident in what I could do. So straight away, like from from preseason, I tried to prove a point, and mm. then sort of yeah, sort of generated from there. So um, I think I think I didn't have a problem from that second year. I was sort of confident in what I could do. So I felt like it was sort of you know our, our best bet if yeah. you know, if I led the way, sort of thing. And I think as a player on that team. You, we could, I know, well, I know I could definitely see it that you took the the right steps and the right amount to be the best player. But being captain at that at that age, what was that like when we when you had players when you're basically when you're the youngest player on the team? Yeah. What was that like? As but but you're now you're the key player. What was that like? Was it was it easier than you expected because you were like the main piece in our team? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd say I'd say that for sure. Um, you know, and having a coach like Ev. Um, he, he he was. I think he was the best coach for you in that sense, where he just let you be you. Yeah. So that was he was a big part of that. He's pretty much gave me the ultimate green light, pretty much. So um, that's where I feel like my confidence in scoring and things like that sort of really took off. Um, he never really pulled, uh, pushed the gas pedal, uh, the brake pedal on me. Yeah, he just let you go. Yeah, he just let me go, and then he just gave his guidance along the way. So that just yeah, that sort of. Added to the confidence, and yeah, I just went from there. Yeah, and and now now you're in that year where you know you, you kind of more you feel more comfortable now because you would have felt comfortable coming in that first year, but you're more comfortable now now that you've been you've played a year and you know a bit about the club, picking up mates along the way. You know, we had a couple guys from Penrith come in, Brett and and Conrad. Yeah, you know what that that team culture. What was that like? Because I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I yeah, thought, as a player, I thought it was a lot of fun, and we were a pretty tight, close group. Even though yeah. we you know we didn't win a lot. What was that culture like, you know, from the get-go? Because I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, no, and because we had older guys age out, 
Yeah, um, like doze off. So, yeah, exactly. So like yourself and I, like we were there from the year before. Yeah, I was, I was, I was the youngest player before you got there. Yeah, which is crazy to sound because we're two years apart. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. So they aged out, and then it was sort of we were like me, you, Hamo, we were sort of the only guys that were there from the last year. So we yeah, were Doza was there. That's we were it. already King, King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were already automatically put on that. You know that top. Top pedestal sort yeah. of thing, you know. We were the top dogs, even though yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Um, we were already there and um, established ourselves. So no, it was good. And then the new guys came in and they just slotted in straight away. They yeah. were a good laugh. And, and the best part about it, you know, coming from a club like Penrith, you know, it's a bigger club than Hill straight away from the get go, right? Yeah. But they didn't have any ego. They came in and they just wanted to play. They wanted to be a team player. And I think that was the best thing for us because Ev brought in Brett Conrad. Uh, Millsy came in the halfway through the season, but Brett and Conrad were kind of like the two main pieces, but they were actually main focal points in our offense and our team. Yeah. And I think Brett, Brett was the one guy that came in that I saw that was like, fuck, he can actually play. Yeah. And it actually helped us because if we didn't have him, we would have been kind of fucked because it just would have been you and Dozer. Yeah. Yeah. And that year I was sort of, I could have been a bit overconfident at times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like oh, I would oh, sort of just take the, take the whole team and. But, but when you, know. you say, but like in saying that, Ev, Ev kind of wanted you to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, as a, as a player, if he says, go, of course you're going to go. Yeah. You know? And as, as a kid, you don't know any different. If someone tells you to do something and you and you want to do it, of course you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. But I think having Brett there, he was the only guy I had ever seen beat you one-on-one for in, in, you know, like when we sometimes played King of the Court after trainings. He was the only guy I've had seen you beat, beat you one-on-one as a kid. So I think having him there, it helped you out, you know, tenfold. But in saying that, it actually made you be a better player, yeah. Because you realised that maybe from you obviously were got better than him once the season went, but he was probably our best player to start the season, mm. you know. And I think you know from watching it because I got to watch a lot of it, he he pushed you more than what you thought, what you realised. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially because going from 18s being the man, and then yeah. the next year you you think you're the man from the start, yeah. and then a new player comes in, and then he sort of you've got to prove yourself again. Like yeah, because the first time I knew he was he was good. Was when he's he the, we're doing some drill. We three on three, yeah, he's you, up and back, and, yeah. he, and he's and he's, team and he's he's on the right sideline. He's passed it, and he's just ripped baseline and just dunked it. Yeah, and I saw it. I was like, oh fuck! I was like, all right, we might have a player here. And yeah. then <laughs> our assistant Garland, God love him. He looked at he looked at Ev. He's like, I think he's a good player. <laughs> I was like, you reckon Garland? So yeah, yeah. having him, he was grouse. Yeah, but yeah, now going back to that culture, what was the best part about the culture? Because we seem like you know you look at it. Well, we, me coming from, you know, a different club in Hills, those boys come from Penrith, you guys come from Hawkesbury. What was that culture like? Because we're all basically from different places. Like, I don't live in the Hawkesbury area. I used to travel to come to Hawkesbury, like, 20 minutes, but I used to travel to come. What was the culture like? Yeah, no, it was good. Like, I feel like we only had, I think we only had one person that year that was going to age out the following year. So we were yeah. all relatively young. So it, we was all, do- it was just Dozer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, so we were all relatively young, so we all just sort of clicked straight away. We were all into the same sort of things. We yeah. Freaking, um, I think coming from a footy background, like I would always want to like do something after trainings yeah. and, you know, I think that's just sort of, you know, it sort of resonated with other teammates. So we all just sort of hung out more and then it sort of built that culture, which sort of helped the team more in the in the long run. So Yeah, because I brought Jay along with me the next, the seat, this seat, this seat, after my first season and me and Jay were really close and then because Conrad and Brett came from different clubs and we were basically pretty new, we kind of got closer too. And then um, once you moved to Schofield, was it the second year or the third year? I think it was just the end of the second year. Yeah, I think, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But, but that's so when you moved to Schofield, 
you know, you didn't have your license or anything, so I always used to give you a lift. Yeah. So then from there, we became much closer. And then from there, that culture, I think, built because once once you got closer and more acclimated with the boys, I think it just made that where we, we used to go to trips. You know, we used to go to Newcastle. We stayed at Newcastle, you know, even though we didn't have to. Like, we just stayed to places where we, where we could. And I think that culture... Built it because at the end of the season, at the end of the season, we didn't make the finals, but we won a couple of games that were yeah that were better. And I think that's that we're competitive. Yeah, that, we're, season, we're competitive. Yeah. We weren't a great team, but you look at our team; we we're pretty young. Yeah, you know, we we're pretty young apart from you know one one top age. But that that season, you know, it was it was a fun season. But then looking back now, now we're in our third season at Hawkesbury. It was a big, it was a big change. It was a massive change because we come from you know another new coach in three years. We have a new coach in Tonksy. But we had some guys that come from Penrith that were actually like like State great players. Yeah, they were legit. They were legit players. Like we had Josh, oh not Josh, Tom, and then Dale come through, and then obviously they were good players. Probably weren't as good as you, but that kind of took us from not even making the finals to that. All right, we're we're top four here, and we could probably you know we have a real good shake of in this comp, you know. And you know, even though we didn't win it, what was that? What was that like going from? Because Hawksbury never, I don't, I, I don't care. Hawksbury never had an expectation of winning a comp. You yeah. Know? Making the finals to to us was not a even making the, the the top six, you top know, four. You know, making making the finals. Fuck, let's throw a party. You know what I mean. So going from that, where we can actually have a run at this. What was that like? And you obviously being the captain again. What was that pressure like? Because I know you did a lot of things within the Hawkesbury community. Yeah. What was that pressure like for you growing up and basically being the poster boy of Hawkesbury? Yeah. So I was. What was it? I was named something at the end of that second year. You, you're um, basically an ambassador for the club. I was the ambassador. The yeah, junior you ambassador. You shafted yeah. me for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, so I was doing a bunch of stuff there, and I like I you said, you were doing was, heaps. Yeah, you were doing heaps. Yeah, I was there pretty much every day after school, and every day in the holidays, and I was just there every day, and I was doing a lot of the coaching, the little kids coaching, and then um, I was playing in all the local comps, you know, the sixteens, yeah. the nineteens, the Wednesday nights, you know, open men's. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like it sort of, um, I proved my point, like I proved my my worth again in that second year after the new boys came, and I yeah, felt like absolutely. I ended up leading the team. Better than I thought I could, um, even though we sort of fell short of the of the six, um, and then you know putting in all those hours in, in the basketball in the yeah. gym, you know, like because sometimes like I used to come after on Thursdays. We used to like sometimes after after the season even finished, we used to have Thursdays. Some of the boys used to come to the to the court. We used to play pick up. Yeah, exactly. You know that that culture we built and still from there. You know, me, you, Conrad, Jay, Hamo. You know, we just built that culture. But yeah, going back to it. Yeah, so I don't know. I just sort of I just kept. The competitive edge just sort of kept growing, yep. kept growing, and then the the next season, um, preseason came, and then you see all the new faces. You're like that competitive edge. It was a bit of a shock, again. wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. A bit of a shock. No one was system. really expecting um, because they they because like going back into the, back to that season, they said they wanted to come play for Hawkesbury. There's not a lot of players that want to come play for Hawkesbury at all, at all. Like I I wanted I, I came to Hawkesbury because at the end of the day I thought you know what I could probably make it here, so I came here. You know, same with Brett and Conrad. They got cut from Penrith. But those boys, they didn't even try at Penrith, Tom and Dale. They came to Hawkesbury. Yeah. So that competitive edge you're talking about, I think it made us better. It made us much better. And it made us a club where, you know, people were going to come. And then T ended up coming from Conrad. Yep. Bryden said he was going to come, but he never came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as close with Bryden, but I know you were. Club up, he did. He's like, I'm coming next year. I'm coming next year. And Conrad needs to say, sure you are. But, yeah, now having those boys come through, it kind of gave you where your, your role on that team, and I, I could see it from the get-go, it was very inconsistent where you were sometimes starting and then he and then you were coming off the bench. And as a captain and the best player, you can't come off the bench. 
So what what was that like coming yeah. off the bench and then just not knowing your role from the get go? Where the season four, Ev, he let you do whatever you want. Yeah. To Tonksy, I don't say he he pulled you back, but he he wanted to control you in a sense. Yeah. Would that so, be a right way to say it? Yeah, I think so. Um, and like the and that's not a negative tone any or anything like that. But he just he wanted to control everyone, which is fair. Yeah. Um, and because we were all young, like you can yeah. see why. Um. But yeah, the year before I had the green light, I ended up getting rookie of the year and then coming into the next player's year. Player's player too? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, rookie, me for that. Rookie of the year of the comp and then of the of the club, player's Yo, player and MVP. Yeah, and rookie of the year stuff. for that club. You didn't get you didn't get scoring champ that year, did you? Uh shucks, I don't even know. I think I was I was always in the top You were in the top, top five, five at least. Yeah. I think it might be in the next year after. Anyway, go Um on. and then yeah, going into the next season and sort of having a bit of a seatbelt sort of you know, being pulled back a little yeah. bit. Um, what was that like? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it was a bit of a blow <laughs> to the ego, no. Because <laughs> I remember um, the first game we played, we played a trial game at Springwood, and he he's gone, all right, I don't know who we started off the top of my head, but I, I know it was T, Con, T, Tommy, Dale, Hamo, and uh, someone else. And I've looked at you, I said, <laughs> have fun with this one. And you've come off the bench, and we ended up smashing, it was probably for a reason, but... You come off that bench, it was just crazy. It was crazy because you were the best player on our team by far. Yeah. No, it sucked. Like, honestly, I was like, fuck, you know, like, I just had a bigger ego pretty much. Yeah. It was just sort of accumulating and it sort of like knocked me back a peg. I'm like, all right, you sit on the bench. Like, you, oh, I'm always going to support my teammates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as my time was to go in, I was like, fuck, like, here we go again. Like, yeah. show them why you should be starting, sort of thing. So I feel like it sort of just helped. Keep growing that competitive. It's funny. It's funny like that. I think it helped you in the long run coming yeah. off the bench as the best player. Yeah, because it made you realize, fuck. At the end of the day, I can do. I can still be the best player, but I still won't come off the bench. Yeah, and I, I can think still come off the bench. As much as I didn't see that, might have helped our team as well. Sort of saying that he didn't I'm, play favorites, and I don't think so because if you're the best player, you got to. You gotta yeah, play. or not not in a physical sense, but like mentally, you know, as you, if you're a player and you. Well, coach, yeah, it's kind of be like he'll, he'll start anyone, and I think yeah. that, that was good because at the end of the day, Tonsi. Tonksy just played whoever he thought was going to be the best at the time. He didn't have any set starters from the from the start of the season, at least. Yeah. At the end of the season, obviously, you get your set players. Yeah. But I think that was the best thing for us because sometimes he started me, sometimes he didn't, sometimes he didn't even play. You know, a quarter. I think that was the best thing for us. Yeah. But yeah, going back to that that season, I want to talk about a little bit more about that friendship we built, like me, you. Going back into that, that's when we partnered and became you know pretty good friends. Yeah. You know, so that, that was our season where we kind of became pretty close. Yeah, 100%. So I was, yeah, I, my mum was busy doing stuff, so I was always needing lifts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Dozer was always my lifts, like, in that first year. Um, but, yeah, once with that year with Ev and then furthermore the year with um, Tonks, you were my, my, my Uber everywhere pretty much. And we just Uber had like, a lot of long car trips up to, you know, Newcastle, Mossvale. And Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Just, um, yeah, just sort of... Getting to know each other and just yeah, and then and then from there we um we had pretty good close friends from there, and then um that that year we were, we were playing and I was working at Cranbrook in the eastern suburbs, and then um I said to you, I said you want to get a job coaching basketball? He's like, oh yeah, fucking well, all right, no worries. And then that was basically your first ever real technical job, even though it was a pretty pretty easy job. Yeah, well, well, second, but yeah, like yeah. Like first one I enjoyed. What was that like? What was that? What was that like coaching in like? Because we've gone from let's be honest, we've gone from the west, the the like we're in the heart of the west to the heart of the eastern suburbs, where you know let's be honest, we looked pretty raggedy going out there. You know, well, fucking especially me with that long hair. 
But, you know, going out there, what was that like? That difference of, you know, basketball and the just difference of life there, what was that like? It was shocking. It was shocking, <laughs> to be honest, because... That was sort of towards the end of that season with yeah. Tonks. Because I'd, I'd been working there for a year, and then our, our boss, Whitey, he said, oh, mate, if you if you know anyone to come, you know, coach, it'd be great. Because I, I think he liked having us Westie boys out there because it made us look more diverse, I would say, Cranbrook as a school. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably. Because <laughs> when I first applied for the job, I thought it was at Cranbrook. So I thought, oh, fuck, Penrith's not that far from Hawkesbury. It's not too bad. <laughs> but it was Cranbrook. I was like, fuck. So it was actually pretty fun, but what was that like? Yeah, no, it was. It, I think that brought us closer together because you know we were taking the long trips, getting stuck in traffic. It used to be fifty, at least fifty minutes a trip up at the at, on the minimum at the shoe house. Yeah. <laughs> at the minimum, um, like for, if we got there in forty-five minutes, that is a good run. Yeah, very, very. And there's no forty-five minute trips because you always got to stop at Chargill Charlie's. Fucking got to stop at Chargill Charlie's. What do you mean? That's your favorite chicken shop now? Is that not wrong? Yeah, no, true, true. Did I introduce you to that? 100%. You know that. <laughs> no, nah, but, you know, we get there and we sort of, no one sort of extended a handshake or wanted to chat with no us. No one liked us. No one, no one wanted to no one it up or anything. Us. The best guys we had there was Jimmy, James. James was a nice guy. Um, Whitey was obviously it's, Yeah, it's good. funny that I was like that because Steve Whitehead, he was the most laid back, like, right. easygoing person, you know. He is not, the best boss not I had. snobby or anything. He's the best like. boss I had ever had. Yeah. Uh, he was grouse. He was so good. He let it, mate. Mate, he just he didn't care. Like if we couldn't come, we couldn't come. He just figured it out. But yeah, going from that, we had was it, a couple of good boys. Was Ed Ed Finlayson? I don't know if you you didn't you only worked there one or two days a week. I was working there four four or five days a week, even though I wasn't busy days. I was working there most of the days. But James was a nice guy. Ed was a nice guy. Hamish was a nice guy. But I think the best thing about that it kind of opened our eyes because we kind of got the, we played against a lot of those players. Yeah, from those that, from those clubs. That following year, I was um. I was already at ACS, and then I was going to be playing for Norths the next yeah. year, so I was definitely, uh, they asked me to play for them, um, and I know that's Div 1, and then a lot of the guys that was um, that were working there, they were playing Div 1, so I was like, you know, they weren't talking to us, they, nah. they, you know, they'll, they'll fuck with pretty much. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think I think if, you know, shoe on the, the other foot, I'm not... I'm not defending them by anything, but if they if we, if we had people from East South come to us, they probably thought that, you know, they'd be better than us, so... It, they probably didn't even. They didn't. Even, a lot of them didn't even know where Quakers Hill or fucking Horsbury was. No, they didn't. Like <laughs> the furthest place they go is to the city. That's as far as west as they usually go, right? Yeah. So fucking, they wouldn't know anything. But yeah, I want to touch back on that ACS. What what is that? Because a lot of people might know it. A lot of people might not know what what is ACS. Yeah, it's very different now to what it sort of was. Yeah. Um, so the Australian College of Sport, um, it's and they have like heaps a, of sports they do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not too familiar with all the other sports, but um. With the basketball side of things, it was uh, like a two-year college sort of thing based in Olympic Park. Um, we have a bunch of very well-experienced coaches. Um, my favourite one being Robbie McKinlay. Um, yep. He was probably the most important coach I've had. Yep. He sort of um, took sort of the talent, talent that I had and sort of added the the IQ to the game and the smarts of the game and, yeah. you know, reading defences and all sorts of things. Um, so it made you from just a player to an actual, like, like from a player to an actual player. Like, yeah. Like, it's kind of like the way yeah. I, the way I, like, you could describe it. It's like when when LeBron went from the Cavs to the Heat. Like, he yeah. he actually learnt the 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 brains and the and the and what you need, not just physicality-wise, what you need mentally, what you need, yeah. like, all the – like, Physically, you'll be fine, but that can only take you so far. Yeah. So I think, like, when we, when you started coaching at, playing at ACS, that was the year of 2016, right? Because uh, you yeah. graduated 15 yeah. in high school. 
I could I could see from then you were you were just going up and up and up and you know that season at Hawkesbury we played you know we ended up running short you know we didn't make the GF we ended up losing to to Hills where we all play now but you know like that was I think you know where it was like I said to you I said look if if we don't make Div One you got to go somewhere else like you can't play here like you you're gonna get not being a prick or anything but Hawkesbury can take you so far you know I think you reached yeah. your, I reached, I think you reached your, your point where you you know you. You wanted to take it more serious than what us other boys wanted to. We just basically did it because we like to have a bit of a run and have a bit of, have a bit of fun. I saw from there, and once you went to ACS, I just saw that like that that point where you were just like, "All right, I'm going to take this serious." Norths, Norths was the next stop for you, but what made you want to go to Norths? Because I know that you, you kind of had a little bit of interest from the coach, the coach started talking to you. But what made you want to go Norths? Because you probably could have chosen anywhere you could have wanted to go, but why Norths out of all places? Um, well. Pretty much a lot of the boys that was I was at ACS with, they were going to Norse, you know. Yeah. Um, some of them were in similar situations where they were at, you know, clubs that weren't as big and they wanted to play at the best level. Um, and then, yeah, just I know the one of the players was already playing there. Yep. Um, and he told him the uh, told the coach about us, and he invited us all to the tryouts. He wanted us all to play, so that's what we did, and it sort of felt like the right thing because we were pretty much all showing for the team. So yeah, and in your coach there, Greg. Yep, I thought he was a. I thought he's a really good guy. Well, how was he like as a coach? Because he because I used to come to your training sometimes. You know, sometimes I used to drive you there, and I used to go into the city. What was he like as a coach? Because he was probably the most different type of coach you've had from what my perspective was. So I never really got to see you, you coach at ACS, but he was a pretty different coach to all the other coaches we had. Well, how, what was he like? Um, yeah, it was funny because going from Robbie McKinley, who can be very vocal, you know, you yeah. yell at you if you you know doing the wrong thing or you know. Um, but knowing that it's coming from a sophisticated, you know, intelligent uh, place, you know, yeah. like he knows what he's talking about. Mm. Um, where I feel like Greg, he was top ten bloke, you know, off the court. Yeah, he was a great. Know, guy. I feel like he was very, very confusing um, as a coach. You know, he'd yell and scream at you to do something, and then if you didn't do it, he'd yell and scream at you. If you did do it and you missed, you'd yell and scream at you. So it was hard. It was hard. It was. Um, I feel like a lot of us on the team, it sort of affected like your confidence in your own ability sort yeah, of thing. You guys, sort of second guess what you do. Because you guys started fast. Yeah, you, so we lost like our... Six and zero or something like we that? We lost our first game. Yeah. Um, that was against Central Coast. And they, yeah. I think, what, just won or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, they would have... Yeah, 2016 because we were there in final season, season before, and they won the comp. Yeah, so I think they just won and then... Um, and then after that, like, we only just lost. We were losing the whole game and then we only just lost. And then it's sort of, because we were all good mates, we just all bonded so well. And yeah. then the chemistry showed on the court. So we won, like, seven games in a row. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I think just sort of mid-season, just copping shit the whole time, you know, for things you didn't know you were doing and, you know, it sort of didn't really make sense. Um, so I think it sort of just affected with everyone sort of, Everyone's mental and yeah. everyone was sort of everyone's roles started to change um, bar a couple, um, so yeah, it sort of put a damper in our season. So we went on a bit of a losing streak after that as well, um, which I think then we went to the states. We had like a north yeah. trip. What was that like? Because that would have been because that was that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was awesome. We um, we spent a week um, just being coached by a college coach. Mm. Um, being taken through what that's like, how a college system runs, and um, having coaches show up and 
you know, scouting you the whole time and versus other teams. And mm. no, it was awesome. It was a bit of an eye opener, seeing a different perspective from an, another like uh, well renowned coach, yeah. um, and just seeing another side of basketball, more more of the smarts of it as well, um, and what it sort of takes to get to the next level, sort of thing. Yeah. So that sort of that helped a lot. Um, I helped build confidence playing in front of people as well. Um, yeah, 100%. have to. Yeah. Yeah, and then we came back and we I think we lost a couple in a row, but then we went on a, a winning streak and just scraped back into the into the quarterfinals, into the yeah. top six. And I was at that game, unfortunately, you know, to tip in whatever. That, the, <laughs> the, 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 what can you say? The drama of that last game was pretty fun. Yeah, we versed Manly at Manly and there was a questionable call at the end. Yeah. I remember Greg coming up at the after. He's like, "Ah, oh, it's a fucking bullshit. It wasn't a wasn't a basket. This that. Did you think it was a basket? Yeah, it's hard to say. There was a lot of questionable calls throughout the game, yeah. but that's a basketball, you know. Because um, it was just a tip in. Before, it was a, a tip in. It was a tip in. Uh, I think someone missed a shot, and he. I think Brandon put up a hook shot, and then he missed it, and then tipped it in. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it was. I think it was. I think it was a little tip, but yeah. I, at the end of the day, I don't think it. Define the game. Nah, no, nah, we're sort of. We didn't really deserve it, to be nah. honest. We um, nah. our season was up and down, and yeah, just sort of. Pretty you guys, much, you guys yeah. played better than what you probably anticipated. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that 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 finals format, first and second team, they had the week off, and it was three v six, four v five. So if if it was actually one v six, you probably would have got pumped. Yeah, probably. So yeah, that season ends. But going back to that college trip, uh, that trip you had to America, you got some. You got a bit of interest from college, right? And then you had you had your coach Ron McKinley get you some interest from college. Going to that process where you know you're looking at maybe going to college, what was that like? Because you would have had to, you know, really, you know, think about okay, if I'm if I'm going to go to college, I'm going to have to really push myself and take it to the next level. What was that like? Where you're like, all right, this is my next goal in basketball in college. What was that like? The the recruiting process and if, and and. Like you know, really just putting all your effort into going to college. What was that like? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit daunting. Like you just get hit with so much at one sort of thing. Like you don't know where to look. Um, yeah, it was good. Like like I said, playing in front of all the coaches to help build confidence and playing in front of people, and it sort of that sort of stemmed from my previous America trip. Yep. Um, as well, but yeah, I don't know. Like you go from big fish in a small pond, and then yeah. you jump jump into another pond, and then you're still sort of. Don't even know it's a fucking pond, it's an ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was, I I don't know how to explain it. But um, it was different, you know, having having a lot of attention and yeah. Um, we were getting a lot of a lot of. It was a bad time that we took our trip because we were getting a lot of offers, but they're all. It was only the time where I think Div Three or something was yeah. was coming through, but um. Because I put out like a bunch of mixtapes and things like that, so um, I got a lot of it like attention. Because Greg got your lot. Greg got your lot from Div Three colleges, right? Well, I, I had a lot from well, Div Three. Div Three, yeah. but was it you, you used to tell me there was this, you used to tell me that oh, there was one college that I'm really thinking about going to, Anderson Div Two. How'd you get that one? Yeah, so I, I had a bunch from one, two, and three, and then um, obviously grades weren't as good as I wanted them to be. But uh, Robbie McKinley actually used to play. In the states, and then he coached in the states. I'm um, playing, um, coached uh, college ball as well. So he had a contact that he wanted me to get in touch with. I sent yep. him my mixtape, and then he got straight back to me. And then yeah, we sort of teed it up. And I was getting ready to, um, I was going to be redshirted the first year because I was going to go in the February intake, the mid year yep. intake. Um, but that was that, but yeah, that February year, South basically. Carolina, that, February, yeah. that February year basically ended in March, right? 
yeah. So yeah. you basically you didn't really miss anything because you went to February. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically would have had a night. You would you basically would have got to America in February. Probably stayed there till the start of the season, right? You probably wouldn't have came back. No, I wouldn't have came back. No. So you wouldn't have came back. So you probably would have been there from what February to so start of the season. So you basically would have had a massive off season there, where you probably would have been able to just work on your game, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a full ride to Anderson, South Carolina, and then what was that? What was that feeling like when you when you realised, fuck, I just got a scholarship, a full ride? Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it was like it was weird. Like it's. I don't think it fully, truly sunk in. Yeah. Because, you know, I never actually got to take that yeah. opportunity. I, I think we'll once I later. got there, um, yeah, I would have, I would have, it would have sunk in a lot more. But like, honestly, it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, someone that really wanted you was reaching out to you, checking up on you every week and, uh, making sure you're staying on top of things. So, you, you know, the, the arrival was all smooth. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about, about, you know, you in that season, 2007 season, I remember you went out to America for a holiday and you came back and then I asked you to come, you know, just fill in for one of my local comp teams. And you, the season was done, but you came and played that season. And I remember that game, I remember you had, I think in 30 minutes, fully time, you had 46 points or something in a local comp game. Yeah. And I've, I've gone, I've looked at it, I thought, fuck, this guy doesn't even belong to play in Australia anymore. Like, I thought you were that good. I thought, you know, he's probably going to make it. So going to get in that preparation, what was the preparation like? Because, you know, you know you're know, you basically like you've got this date where you're set where you're going to go. What was the preparation like? What what were you doing during the week? Because you're still at ACS, right? Um, yeah, we were on holiday for ACS holiday. during that point. But what was the preparation like? Were you training every day or were you kind of like, because you already got the scholarship, you were kind of like, fuck, I can just chill out a bit? What no, like? so I was through ACS before the break. We were training five days yep. a week and you're in the gym and then – even on weekends, you know, you're putting in work, and then after that stop, I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta keep keep this like uh, fitness level up." Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you're in the gym all the time. You're playing pickups. You, yeah. You know, doing what you can. Um, and then I was playing local comp at um at Hills. That was when yeah. I made the switch from North to Hills. Because I got I got um the way you, you got into local comp. What I, I I once you went to North at, at uh, 2017. I went to Hills. And I was, I was lucky enough to play at Hills. I played Youth League. I played Div 2 just for fun. But I was lucky enough to play there. And then, you know, I made some pretty good mates through there. And then they were making a local comp team up. And I said, oh, i got this player that wouldn't mind come play. And then they're like, oh, who is it? And then he's like, oh, Nate's Nate's Nate Moss. One of the guys on the team we were playing with played Youth League Div 1. He said, yeah, go get him. Go get him to come play. And I remember the first game you came, the local comp, TJ was there, Tricky was there. And then you walked in. And then <laughs> the best part was, best part of it was, was like, who the fuck's this guy? And I remember you came in and you probably had, what, like 20-something in the first game and then people were like, oh, shit. You know, so what was that like coming from now? You, you've come from North, come play local comp at Hills. I know we're tangenting off of here. How was it like going from another club, you know, and, and, and then them kind of, you know, really trying to recruit you to come play Youth League there? What was that like? Yeah, it was sort of, I feel like I made more of a name for myself in at North. Yep. I was one of the leading scorers again. Um, I jumped from you know, Div 2 to Div 1 and I was still the leading yeah. scorer so I was, had massive like confidence in what I could do but going from another club I still haven't been playing basketball for that long so yeah. you, you know I've got to start the process again and Do you prove, think it was, you think it was easier that I was there? Um, or do you think it was just you know it was just a bit of a foot in the door? Because I didn't get you in any team, but at least you knew someone from there. Yeah, yeah, it you, just made it more comfortable. You and, know you, I mean? and you and you knew people from there, obviously playing against them. But yeah. like, I think you know us being good friends, then 
and still now like that probably helped you because I kind of like introduced to some of the players that were there and yeah, well, some people. Originally, I hated Hills. So, so did I. Yeah. I hated Hills. To, we hated Hills together. Yeah, we yeah. hated it. Yeah, but you being there sort of made it more comfortable yeah. being able to move because it was a lot closer. and Yeah, you know, it was much easier. Much easier. It was, much easier. Yeah, it just made sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that season um, I was before going to – I was playing local comp before going to college and – I was having like a few good games, like I was putting up big numbers. I was the forty piece you had against Falafels. That was the biggest one you had. That was where people were like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, so I remember you had. It was I was like, like Everyone was shocked. I wasn't shocked. I was yeah. like, "This is what he does. Yeah. This is what he does. He's a scorer." Granted, they only had four players, but still put up forty six. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was a bunch of other games. It was in like thirties. Yeah, mate, you, 20s, you're yeah. Probably, I think you're a top point scorer. In yeah. that, in that, and that was a really good competition too. That was basically a rep level competition. Yeah, as all the rep players from you know, our from team was probably the worst team, but we still had like rep players which were throughout the team. Yeah, exactly. You know, look at it. We had Tyrrell back in the day when Tyrrell was still a baby. Mm. You know, so we had some decent players. Like now that he's playing champ and stuff, but you know, we had some decent players back then. But yeah, going into that, you know, we we, we played that, and then you know, you have some pretty good games. The next seat, the next season, the first game, you don't have to get too far into if you don't want to. Um, you know that game. What was that? What was that feeling like when you're playing the game, you feel you're going all right, and then flick of a switch, it just it just goes to shit. Yeah. You know, what was that like? Yeah, it was sucked. It was. Um, and, and just tell well, what, what what happens. Yeah, so we were versing falafels. We were getting blown out, um, and then it was like the last I think they minute wanted, thirty. I think of they the wanted game. to sub you off, and you're like, no, nah, I don't want to come off. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just that you pride just you have. The yeah, pride you have, you yeah, don't want to exactly, come off. But. Um, yeah, stayed in the game, like a minute 30 left. Um, someone throws a full-court pass down the sideline. I jump in front of one of the boys to like, keep it in. Uh, jumped up pretty high as I landed on one leg. It sort of my knee buckled in and out. And yeah, then, I can still picture I can still see it. Yeah, and yeah, you could tell straight away just because like, everyone was like, everyone was like, oh, yeah. you know. Like, and the worst part was it was the first game back. So like you go from that big Christmas break where you, know, you just don't train as much as you normally do. You, know, you usually enjoy the period. And that, that was probably the biggest factor just because you went from six days a week to maybe none for a, a week yeah. or two and yeah. then you go back into it. Yeah. That's a massive difference. Yeah, big difference. A massive difference. So, yeah, you get that. You get that. What was that first feeling when you had it? You were like, did you think it was like an ACL tear or did you think it was just something? At first I thought it was and then um, it sort of filled up a bit and I was starting to walk properly and um, and then – at first, it just seemed like MCL, yep. and that only takes eight weeks. Because you first got diagnosed with just an MCL, right? Yeah, torn MCL. Fucking idiots. And yeah, then, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I ended up getting an MRI, and then it sort of shown it, showed everything, and I ended up rupturing my ACL, tore my MCL off the bone, and then tore my meniscus as well. So what was that that feeling you get? You're like, fuck. It's just... You, so you're obviously out for a year. What you? What was the hardest part about it? Was it was the hardest part realizing you can't play for a season, or you have to tell your college coach that you've just done your ACL? Yeah, it was definitely telling the coach. I was yeah. like, it was a few weeks out before I was meant to fly out, and then yeah, just having like I remember when I read the letter, like the the report that I did it all, I just started crying. All I could think about was the scholarship, and um, yeah, freaking, I think it took me a day or two to like. Get onto the computer and email him because I was just like nervous. I didn't know yeah. what would happen. Like I didn't have any idea of the college. Because I remember system. you messaged me because you said, "Oh, it's an MCL." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" At least you, you know, it's four to six, four to six weeks. They said, and you were going over there. You weren't going to play anyway, so you could recover there. I remember you messaged me. I was actually up at a tournament at Central Coast. And he said, "Hey, bro, haven't I have torn my LCL, but I've also done my ACL." And I was like, "Oh fuck!" 
So that that yeah. feeling that it was basically like the hardest way to say it. Your college was done within one game. Yeah. So the hardest part, obviously, messaging your coach. What did, what would he what did he say? Nothing. That was the worst part. I um, wrote up a big email. I was saying, oh, I'm like I've been keeping in shape, and um, unfortunately, like I've I've done my ACL. Um, you know, I wanted to thank you for the opportunity. You know, if you're still willing to have me, I'd love to. You know, be there for when I recover. And yeah, I just never heard back from him, and that was it, pretty much. Did that kind of open your eye and just like, at the end of the day, you're a spoke in the wheel. If that spoke breaks, it's going to get replaced. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get replaced exactly. no matter yeah. how cutthroat it is. Did that kind of introduce you to the fact we're like, fuck. At the end of the day, I'm just a player. There's probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of players that want to be in the position I am. Yeah. Did that kind of give you a distaste of, you know, maybe you don't want to go play college? Because I know you were, you know, you were kind of. I'm in an hour and a bit of like you were saying, oh, do I go back to college? Do I try? I said, look, if you want to do it, do it. I definitely think you can give a chance. But, you know, you're probably at, what, 19, 20 at that time? I was 19. So, so turning 20, right? So I think I was just 19. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think so I was 19. 19, 19. They kind of stopped looking after 20 years old for players, right? Uh, at a, it depends at on a higher level. college, at yeah. a higher level, right? But yeah, but you can always, you know, play certain levels and then yeah. transfer and whatnot. Like, it doesn't stop you sort of thing um, at that oh, age. At the end of the day, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. I was never a college recruit, so <laughs> I never knew. But yeah, no, going into it, was it, did it kind of leave you a distaste for, like, not trying to pursue it anymore? Um, not really. Um, I think what I wanted to do was just get back as soon as I could, yep. get back to the level I was playing. Um, once, because I was playing for a new club, yeah, uh, I missed a whole year with Hills. But you were still training with him a little bit. I was, still, uh, yeah, at the end of the year, I was, like training with him a little bit, and then, but yeah, the next year, um, I had to sort of prove my point to them that I could play in that team and sort yeah. of be that top top guy as well. Um, so that's what I wanted to do first. I wanted to get back into shape, get back to the level, and then try have a crack at college again in that August, yep. that next August. Um, Intake. Yeah, so that's what I did, and then by that time I was already in a relationship with with Tay, and yep. um, things are going really well. We've been together for a little while since I think 2016. Yeah, um, so basically two years at that time. Yeah, yeah, and it was getting pretty serious. So you know, um, after the um, this season with Hills, I had a really good season. Um, yeah, I was just sort of, I don't know, I just sort of didn't want to. Leave what I had here. I'm like, yeah. I might pursue another path. Yeah, it didn't want make me want to stop playing competitively. I just wanted to. I don't know. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to go back through the college system, start at a lower grade, and then try to transfer all the way up. Because it would have been it, look, at the end of the day. I still think you you were a college. You were definitely a college talent, right? And you probably still are. And we'll talk a little bit more about you know upcoming things within sport. But I think for you, I think that the um, the fact that you had Tay, I think. If you didn't have Taylor, you probably would have given her more of a crack. But I think because, you know, you, you, you had a really strong relationship there and you still do to this day. I think it, you know, it showed you that there's just more to life than basketball. And yeah. I think that that's a big thing for athletes. You know, they they might hit it at certain ages and certain times, but I think for you, you kind of hit that young. And I think it's, at the end of the day, it might have been the, the best thing for you because, you know, now you've... Now you've got that strong relationship. Now you've realised that you can you can you can have a balance with everything. Would that be a fair accusation? Fair say? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't I don't regret like any of it to be honest. Yeah. Like I'm more than happy. I got something. You know, it was, everything happens for a reason. So I was yeah, absolutely. I was um, more than happy to 
you know, pursue that relationship with Tay yeah. and it sort of worked out. It's well, not sort of, it has worked out, you know. We, um, we're still together to this day. We have a house, we have a puppy, yeah. you know, so we're, we're kicking goals. So everything sort of happens for a reason. And if I didn't do that, um, if I didn't um, stay here, then I wouldn't have fell into barbering as well. So. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. It's a great segue, barbering, your next passion. Because I remember you, when you, taught, when you did your ACL, you know, you kind of, you know, you're not, you're not, you didn't really want to do any type of study, right? Uh, yeah, so I didn't. Um, what were you, what, what were you going to do studying wise at, at um, Anderson? Did you know what you were going to do? The easiest thing possible. <laughs> so you want to do what? Well, I think it's Bachelor of Arts, they say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, or sports management or something, something like that. that. So something just real. something that I could pass, so I could just keep playing basketball. Keep playing. So. so you didn't really care about that that part in general. You just wanted to keep playing. Yep. So you, you're at this part, 2018 now, where you you can't play sport. But then you, you also you can't just sit around and do nothing. Uh, I, I know you said you went for a lot of jobs, but what made you want to do barbering and think about even doing barbering? Because I know you you know sometimes cut my hair this and that, but like it was basically just you know but a little bit of fun. What made you turn it in from you know a hobby to where you know maybe I can um maybe I can make something from this. Maybe I, it might be a career I'm pursuing. What what made you want to do barbering in a sense? Yeah, so just the year I was injured, I um. I was just I was bedridden for a little bit after the surgery. Yeah, because I used um, to come over to your house and then yeah. you just sit down and do nothing. It was the yeah, best. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. I used to watch um, TV. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I just sort of got bored, started watching YouTube videos, barbering videos popped up, and I'm like, oh, this is mad. I'll, I'll buy a cheap pair of clippers, and that's yeah. when I started cutting your hair. And then Yeah, like, you used to come over. My, well, how long, so how long does it roughly now take you to cut someone's hair? Like, say you cut my hair, like like a fa- like what I used to get, like a fade. Do a skin fade. It's yeah. Depends on the person, but I can get it from 20 to 30 minutes. How long did it used to take you to do it when it you first started? It about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sit there. I used to be like, come on, when is this over, man? Yeah. But yeah, no, go back into it, Barbara. Yeah, so I was just cutting your hair, cutting my brother's hair, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm not going to the States. So I have to like get a job. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm already doing this. Because like, you would have been – how many jobs did you – you said you were applying for like 20, 30 a day. Yeah, no. You were applying for yeah. like, like in just anything you can get your yeah, hands on. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked because I'd only done worked at IGA for a little bit, and, and then worked you worked at, at basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not a bad look, but it's not. It's a great not look. a great resume. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I just sort of thought, fuck it. Like I might as well apply to a bunch of barber shops and mm. applied for Tommy Guns, and they got back to me within twenty minutes. And yeah, from then on, I've been there for oh, I don't know, nearly three, nearly three years, and yeah. Um, I think that was the best thing for you getting that job, yeah. especially with that torn ACL that you couldn't play sport. You know that that factor it had on you because you look at it. You know, talking about this pod on this potty, sports basically being your base, your basically your passion, your outlet, everything really, right? Yeah. So it gave me something that I didn't really know I wanted, and it yeah. sort of filled that void. It gave me a passion for something else other than sport. And when you first got there, your first couple of days, your boss AV Vinstar, as I call him. What was he like for you? Because I, I, know, I know he's been a great boss for you. What was he like? Because it kind of probably made it much easier going into the workforce and going into work. What was he like as a boss? Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. He's, yeah. You know, like in basketball, you have a player's coach. He's, you know, he's someone you want to you want to play for, someone you want to work for. He's just an easy guy and he just – he doesn't ask too much of you. He just, you know, yeah, he put me in – put me um, – gave me the right steps to follow to sort of be the barbarian. Because you didn't have any training, did you? No. When he first picked you up, like had nothing, basically, I fuck all. Learned everything from a YouTube video. You know, so like at the end of the day, he's taking a punt on you, right? Taking yeah. a pretty big yeah, punt on you. pretty much. You know, so for him to do that, you know, him going in there and then, you know, when I first used to come into the shop, you introduced me to him and I used to come in, you know, quite regular, probably, 
you say once every three weeks, and I used to come in once a week. I could just tell that you and him had a great relationship, a great bond, and he 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 really fucking backed you, but he actually cared about like your your craft. And I think for that, that probably made you realize that fuck yeah, I actually really like Barbary. You know, Barbary yeah. is something that I can actually do for a long time. And then you know, you look back at it, you know, you get your you get your promotion as head barber. What was the difference between being a head barber now to just being a normal barber? Um, so I was just um, I'm in charge of like the, the education. Um, and like the the development of our barbers that we have at the store, so um, just training barbers up and being yep. in, um, being in charge of like the the promotions and make sure our barbers are well across the training for each of those things. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and just a bit of guidance for all the other barbers. And when did it take you? Like, how long did it take you to realize that you're like, you're right, like, because obviously when you start off something, you want to be good at it, but you're probably not as good as what you you would think, right? Mm. How long did it take you to get like really proficient and really good at it? Because you're the only person that I'll let cut my hair. I let Yanni cut my hair once when I was belted, but that's never going to happen again. But like, what made it? What, what made it real? When, when did you realize that? Like, you're actually you're getting really good at this. Um, because oh, before you go, you wouldn't get head barber if you weren't a good barber. It's you just yeah, can't. no, exactly. But like, I had a lot of um, clientele, and I realized that when like it was a lot of clientele of people that I didn't know. Yeah, um, that were coming back. So I was like. You know, people appreciate it. They're not just mates that are coming back and supporting, yeah. you know. Because I first came in today to help you out and then I kept seeing, you know, you used to have like, I used to come in one time, I used to walk in, right? Yeah. And now I have to call because I just don't know how busy you are. So I used to walk in and ABX said, brother, you're probably going to have to wait another hour or two. So that's when I realised, fuck, you're actually getting busy, more popular. So yeah, going back onto that, sorry. Um, yeah, so I was just getting more popular and then, you know, other barbers in the store are coming to me and asking me, like, how do you do this or asking me for advice or how do you help someone with this product and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, so sort of, I just sort of realised from then that, you know, I was sort of fit for that role and, yeah, sort of brought me to where I am today. So Yeah, so going on to that barbering now, is that basically the the main thing you're in your life right now, you would say, like, like professionality-wise? Like, um, is that basically your main passion over basketball now? Because obviously you, you still play basketball, but is that like your main focus now in, 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 you would say, like main passion? Or is it still basketball? No, it's still basketball. Still but, basketball. like, it's it's awesome because I know what I want to do outside of basketball. Yeah. Before, I didn't know, have a clue what I want to do other than sport. Um, it sort of, like I said, filled that void, and now it's like a passion that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and diving into all different areas of it as well. But, yeah, it's nice to know that, I have something to fall back on. And it's something that you enjoy that you fall back on. Yeah, it's not exactly. something that you like, I like it, but I, I don't know if I could do it for the rest of my life. Like, you'd be happy to do this for as long as you can. And is there any goals for you in barbering? Is there anything you want to do, you know, in barbering like that? Like, open your own shop or, you know, own a Tommy Guns or that, anything like that? Yeah, I don't have a clear-cut idea what I want to do, but um, I know, like, I really enjoy the education side of things. Yep. Um, same, something like going into other barbershops and you know holding you know sessions and yeah um just sort of being like yeah your own your own boss in that sort of sense yeah absolutely um, and then also the head barber role in the shop as well is what i love doing um i'd love to be like you know your national educator for all um yep. tommy guns in new south wales because you, you had a person that you I, I met once by chance what was his name he lives in queensland fraser is he the head barber is he the what the he's job you're the doing? national barber educator and that's something you'd like to do yeah so he um He's just one person that sort of goes around to all the, the Tommy Guns. There's about 16 stores in Australia. So he yeah. goes around and helps with all the training, but it's hard for one person to do all yeah. that. So we only have like a visit from him once every quarter, if yeah, that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my, my bosses have been signed off to open, I think, 
seven, Five. six, seven more That's stores. So everywhere around Sydney. Yeah, just around Sydney, um, and then. So, you know, obviously, you know, the more that grows, the more responsibility I'll take on. You'll have to take on, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'd and love to be... That's AV and Ant own them, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, they've obviously opened up, uh, offered opportunities for me to take as well, other than that. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to be, like, the the national or the state educator Yeah, that'd be Tommy pretty Guns. cool. You get to go over, do different types of stuff. And, you know, you're looking at that. Would you ever think of investing? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, come across my mind and something that, you know, we spoke about with, with Alex and, yeah. and Anthony. Um, nothing like certain or anything yeah. yet, but yeah, it's always nice to know. Well, that, at the end of the day, there. you're still 23, you're still young. Yeah. But yeah, now going back onto that, I think that's, I think at the end of the day, like the way I look at it, because we're pretty close, I think the, the, the initial injury, it was tough for the take, but I think it kind of, it made you maybe a little bit realise that there's more to life than basketball. Yeah. I think, I think if it never happened, you might have never done barbing. Exactly. Barbie that's life. what I mean. Like, everything happens for a reason. If I didn't do it, like, I wouldn't have, you know, probably wouldn't have had a house that I'm living in like now. I wouldn't have been in barbering. It happened in 2018-3 is now you've got a house, you've got a, you got a little fur baby, you've got pop, and then you've got a tape, car. a new car. You know, you, you're basically, you're ticking goals now at 23 years old, which is, you know, pretty 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 impressive. So I think that, but like the injury was obviously a tough thing to take, but I think it kind of helped you in the long run. You know, that just from a perspective, outside of perspective, I haven't really told you that, but yeah. I think it kind of helped you in the long run. And then, yeah. you know, you're still playing basketball now, and you know, we'll touch a little bit more on basketball now. Like, you know, big big plans. You know, we can't really go into what it's called and this and that. Oh, yeah, we can. It, NBL one happening in, in in Sydney. NBL one East. It was going to happen last year, but it's happening this year. Um, Hills, you're gonna play at Hills NBL one. Yeah, yeah. I'll take my talents now. I'll take my talents. <laughs> Didn't um, get any other big offers. No, no, no. Reese, Reese, yeah. sweet in the pot for you. No, no, no. Yeah, um, no. I've been, I've been lucky enough to be coached under Reese. Yeah. This year, um, and I'm happy that he's, he's leading us into this uh, new venture sort of thing, going yeah. to NBL one. It's exciting. It's exciting yeah. for the club. I think it's, it's something that we needed. It's the right step forward. Yeah, and yeah. I think you know, like me coaching youth league, you know, possibly. You know, our, our paths might cross because I'm a coach now. I'm not a player anymore. You know, I'm better as a coach. Can't get up and down the court as much. I will say I did play the same level as you. <laughs> I have I have, I have, played ABA, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe that. Duffy, I know you like to hear that. But, yeah, now going into that, now NBL 1, you know, it, it's going to be a much – it's much different. You know, what, what are your expectations? Do you think it's going to be, you know, a, a better thing for the Hills and the club because it's going to be a little bit more professional? Yeah, I because think – Because now, because, like, it's just – that's right, I'm going to keep going – you know, they're, they're broadcasting games on KO Sports, you know, so maybe there might be a possibility for you to maybe get a little bit of outlook and, you know, you never know, NBL, NBL could be a possibility now. Yeah, so I think because there's a bit more of a direct route yeah. to, to the league. Yeah, basketball's think, never had that. No, no, it hasn't. It's um, not their fault, it's just it just hasn't been as big of a sport, but now yeah, it's exactly, getting bigger and bigger. Exactly, I think, yeah, so there's more of a bit of a, more of a direct route and players will now be able to eventually be paid and yeah. there's more sponsors and, you know, more exposure. So I think it just in, invites more talent. So I think the the talent of the league would just get um, better and better. And it has to. Yeah, I think it would just bring out better, like, uh, you know, the better players in throughout Sydney. And, and yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm probably the most excited I've been, more motiv- most motivated I've been in basketball. And uh, being in lockdown, right, because you can't really do barbering, you can't do barbering at all, it's kind of like your passion and you're just waiting for that, 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 you know, that time where you're like, fuck, I can go play. You know, what, what, what are you, what are you most looking forward to about basketball? Is it just playing or is it the, the new sense of professionality that we're getting within, within Hills and within, within most clubs now, but 
Hills, as we know, it's it's a massive club. It's yeah. one of the biggest clubs in New South Wales. Is it is it more exciting to be playing ABA at a big club? I mean, NBL one at a big club, or just playing NBL one at an average club, like a like a big, not a big big club, but like a, a medium sized club. Yeah, no, it's I'm definitely looking forward to be playing, um, but now even more so that it's more of a professional sense. You know, there's going to be a lot more going into it. There's a lot more thought and um, a lot more. Uh, like facilities and opportunities for the players. So yeah, because at Hills we're pretty fortunate. We have six courts, and then we have Dural, then we have uh, Bernie Bernie Lane. Lane. So we have about nine courts at the moment, which is the biggest in the biggest any club has at the moment. Based down have eight courts, but half of them are kiddie size anyway, so that doesn't really count. But yeah, I think you know, looking into that, I think it's just going to make our club even better. And you know, I think you know, if we start to get successful at NBL one, it's just going to build us even better. And I think. You know, looking at the team now, you're probably the better, the best player on that team. And you know, you look at it, you're a younger player, more of a blue chip asset to our club. So I think you can only make us better. And then, you know, any in an NBL one with the process of possibly playing NBL DP is that is that a goal for you to try to get, or is it just try to be the best player you possibly be and just let let that self sort itself out? Yeah, so I haven't really tried to chase one sort of thing. I've just wanted to be like. Especially now, just improve yourself as much as you can. Improve your body, you know. Improve your you know, the way you, you train. Yeah. Um. Be the best player you can be, and hopefully that takes you somewhere. And if not, then I'm I'm pretty content with that. Um, yeah. You know. So. Um. I think I'm definitely. I think I'm too old for a DP spot. So. I'd, um. I'd have well, to. Well, I'd have to chase something more. Well, you never know because there's like Wiggity Dave just got one if um. Melbourne United, but in saying that, he has been deep at other clubs. Yeah, but like there's still an opportunity. Would that be something you're looking for? Is it? Yeah, or well, it, anything. Or if it just happens, in it that, happens. Yeah, if it happens, it happens. But I'm definitely striving for you know the NBL. Yeah, if I can. Yeah, but if you yeah. can, absolutely. And then, I, yeah, I definitely any, feel it, like I'm. Would you care? Would you care any club? Would, would there be a club in particular you'd like to go to, or any club? Any club? Any club? And would you just straight away do it, or would you have to yeah. think about it? No, I'd do it. Fuck, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I think there's definitely an opportunity because now there's going to be more spotlight on it. And then, you know, you're looking at players like Bawali, you know, he start, he, he's come just from college straight into a pro gig. I think there's more, you know, outlook on people that are, you know, in New South Wales now because you look at it, Victoria is the, is the mainstay for basketball in Australia. It is the it is the hotbed. They produce, you know, there's no reason, there's no shock that like Giddy's making, you know, NBA, you know, Dyson Daniels is going to be there most likely very soon. Bogut, you know, kind of led the path. You know, most of these players are Victoria. Do you reckon you can kind of see, you know, New South Wales kind of being a bit of a hotbed now for basketball? Um, yeah, well, especially, you know, like Melo and that. Yeah. Hampton, you know, playing in the NBL and playing in, um, you know, Melo playing in Illawarra. So like, that was big because we uh, Illawarra is the smallest club in the NBL. Yeah. And then he went there. Maybe Kansas is pretty small too, but him going there, it, I think it, it really put a lot more kids into basketball and then, now, especially that that pathway juniors, the more people are going to be in there, the more chance there is for people to get better and better. Right? Yes, yeah. So, um, I think now, like, because a lot of Sydney players play in Melbourne, I think now that yeah. we have the NBL one and we're starting to establish, it won't be a direct as much. path. I because, feel like players will come back and because ABA help. this year might have been because the, the NBL one's coming in other places, they can obviously pay their players, right? Yeah. So they're obviously going to take the money and play different clubs. So obviously now that the East is back, East NBL one East is here. I think it's just going to be even better and better. But in saying that, we're gonna. We're going to end it with a couple of questions, fast five, uh, five questions. Favourite drink to drink? I know you love your soft drink. Oh, if you sharks. have to narrow it down. Sharks. Um, favourite drink? I'll, I'll give you a top three. I'll, I'll give you a top, top three. three. Soft, like soft drinks, I'll go Passiona. Oof. 
Um, Different. Not a lot of people would say Pasiona. <laughs> um, actually, sorry. Strike that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Strawberry Fanta. Strawberry Fanta. That's, that's an import one, isn't it? Yeah. I'll go grape soda, like Welch's grape soda. Welch's kitties compared to everything else. And then else. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper sucks. Nah. Dr. Pepper sucks. Next question, please. <laughs> if anyone likes Dr. Pepper, I just drink medicine. It sucks. <laughs> Obviously, you all know my theory on Pepsi Coke. Pepsi is better, but Coke has distinct, different flavors. Have you seen they change the flavor of Coke? Is this you, about you or is it about me? It's about me. <laughs> it's about me. You seen they change the flavor of Coke? Yeah, no, you told me, yeah. No. I told you, all right. I'm fucking three months without it, baby. I'm fucking <laughs> tonguing for one. No, I'm joking. Uh, we'll go favorite movie and why is it Borat? <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, joking. Well, we basically have the we both we both agree on the best movie ever made. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption, the best movie ever. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie is probably either. I, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. What do you think it is? Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah, so it's either Law Abiding Citizen or Training Day. Training Day. I've never seen Training Day. I've I haven't seen either of them. To be quite honest with you, Training Day is. That's legit. got Denzel in it, right? Yeah, it's my favorite actor. What's that about? Okay, I won't about worry. Cop shit. Yeah. Cop shit. Yeah, you like all that type of stuff. Uh, we'll go favourite basketball player? Quiet Leonard. Oh, yuck. Why? <laughs> no, oh, you oh, just before, get before, shit. before. If you stayed at Toronto, would you have gone for the Raptors? Most likely. Most likely, yeah. Most likely. Bullshit. <laughs> you said you were going to go for him. <laughs> Only if he stayed. Only if he stayed. He should have stayed if you asked me. I reckon it would have been much better for his career, much better for his personality and brand. Yeah. Like, he's in LA, I get that, but like, fuck. He could have been the man in Canada. And he could have had Drake with him. Fuck. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, but no, Kyle Leonard, he's been my favourite since San Antonio. He's, um, he just oh. gets shit done. He's def- he started as a defensive player and sort of built his game to an all-round. All kind of the opposite of you. Yeah. You started as a scorer and you still can't defend. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, we'll go, um, what's your, what's your favourite food? Favourite food? Oh. Uh, I don't have a favourite food. I like have an extended palate. You know? <laughs> I, um, nah, I'm, I love Mexican food. I love yeah, yeah burgers. Are probably, we like everything, really. You know, burgers are probably my favourite. Burgers is like the most consistent because you can yeah. get a burger anywhere, right? Yeah. But like the thing is, Five Guys is opening up soon. But that's going to be a place we're going to have to hit up. Yeah, you said Five Guys is pretty good, right? I haven't had it. Yeah, Five Guys is pretty good. It's up there. It's my favourite American. Probably Five Guys, Chick-fil-A, Popeyes. Still haven't had Chick-fil-A. I'm still waiting till they open in Perth. <laughs> I'll drive all the way there. I don't care. <laughs> now we'll go. We'll end up with two couple more questions. Uh, we'll go. Favorite superhero in any in any in any of the superhero movies? Because I know you like your Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely not Batman. Um, Batman's the best. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Batman is the best. No. I don't like superhero movies that much, like in the sense where. There's just so fucking many of them, but like Batman and Spider-Man are the best. Yeah, you're just a bit boring like that. But yeah, um, so <laughs> Nah, it's probably the Hulk or Black Panther. See, the Hulk. Like, why? Why the Hulk out of all people? Because who the fuck's going to mess with the Hulk? The, the big guy, the purple guy, Thor. Not Thor. Um, Thanos. You know what? He's not a, he's not a hero, but if, you, if you're counting him in superheroes, he's my favourite. Thanos? Yeah. yeah his favourite character, he's my favourite. Gotta love, gotta love a fucking villain sometimes. Yeah, no. Duffy, like Duffy. Duffy's a villain. Nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> we'll go, favourite NRL team? And that's Kitties. Hold on. <laughs> We're gonna get it done this oh, yeah, week, 100%. right? Yeah. We're getting it it's done. A lock. It's a lock. We're getting it done, I can't wait. Alright, we'll go, last one. Favourite piece of advice you could give to your younger self three years ago? Um, Just... 
uh, be real with yourself of what you want to do um, and take the necessary steps, have the passion and um, don't be uh, so caught up in what everyone else has to say. Um, know what you want and really go for it. You know, chase what you really want to do and um, don't take no for an answer. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and then I think that, that that's going to give you even more. And I think, you know, you know, looking back at it now, you look from where you were from the start, you know, from, from you know, to now, it's a massive jump. Yeah. It's a massive jump. You yeah. know, I think, you know, you've been you've been able to learn and grow through so much, but you got, you know, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show, but yeah, I just realised, you know, I appreciate how good our friendship is and, you know, I was, you know, really looking forward to getting you on and I don't think you, I kind of caught you by surprise getting you on the show, but I think it, it gives you a real good insight to to what life can be like, you know, what, what, what ups and downs you can have and, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, I appreciate it. All right, bro. No worries. Well, this is the last episode. No, one of the last first episodes of the one on ones. Guys, I'll be coming more often. But guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. You'll hear all that later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. All the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at Lanes Media underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day. <laughs>